Hey, what's up? You're listening to the Coffee Can't Fix Everything podcast. This is a show about mental health over a cup of coffee. Now, I know coffee's great, but it can't fix all life struggles. So, grab a cup of coffee, take a seat, and listen to these great conversations. Enjoy. My guy. All right, man. I appreciate you. Hey, man. I appreciate you so much. Thank you for for just chopping up with me, man, about something that's super important. You know, I was thinking, I kind of told you earlier, when when Twitch passed away, um, and rest in peace to him, and this, the conversation around men, mental health with men, especially black men, has always been kind of there. But it's like, why don't we ever, and you posted something on Facebook about, hey, if you need somebody, I'm here. You've always been that cat. So like it came off as genuine, but my question to myself was like, why can't we do that in person? Like there were times where I just made, I'm I'm just out here struggling, man. And I won't tell anybody. I'm just, I'll hold it in. Cause like, that's what I gotta do. I gotta be a strong black man. I'm with that. And but why, why is it? Like, why, why can't we just be like, hey, why can't you be as comfortable as you be like, hey, if you need somebody, holler at me. You know what I'm saying? Well, and I think, to be quite honest, I didn't I didn't grow up that way. I think, you know, not just mostly black men too, right? You show your emotions as a as a as a child, five, six years old, you bet not cry. My grandmom said it, my mom said it, right? My uncle, you bet not cry. So you like, I'm gonna give you something to cry, I'm gonna give you something to cry about, right? So and those are some of the, the to- toxic things we grew up, you know, within the black community especially. Um, and I think what happens is as you go old, you get older, it's no different. Like, like the, the core of who you are is zero to eight. Let's be honest. Right. So the foundation of who you are as a, as a young man, as you're going to become is zero to eight. So you're like, you know, yes, you, you grow in the X, Y, Z as you get older, but again, zero to eight. So if you four or five years old and, and your mom, right. Right. Caregiver is telling you, you bet not cry. Okay. That's ingrained in your spirit now. So as you uh, you are a teen and you're going through puberty, right? It could be acne, something simple. You like, man, who am I talking to about this, right? Now I'm feeling insecurities and ex- and it just it gets as you get older, it just contains. Yeah, because now you get you get roasted by the homies, Ro- like roasted. Roasted. <laughs> and you're trying to roast back, but that ain't really your, your forte. Not you. Ain't- so you go home, you're crying on the low, right? On the way home. Yeah. So nah, and then you just program. Like truth be told, then we be, as me, it then it turns into ego. Like yo. They got their own problems. Don't nobody want to listen to what I got to say. Or, you know, and it just gets worse. And because now you're, as a man, you're you're expected to provide for your family. You got to, you know what I'm saying, make sure this, that, and another. And it's like, man, that's that's all, my, am I good for it? Am I just good to just, you know what I'm saying, a paycheck to my kids? And now you got other, and now you, as a single father, right? Or the relationship might not have worked out with the mother of your child. I'm having to deal with those issues. And it's just, I mean, it's so many different facets of what, as men, what we deal with. And and again, at the end of the day, yo, who else can we talk to about this? And see what's simple. It's a twist in your nature. But we don't do it. But we don't do it. And it's something that I'm trying to instill in my, my son right now. So, like, and I, and I still struggle with it. So, like, he'll be crying about something that I perceive as crying about this. Pokemon cars. My, that's my kid. Pokemon car. Man, you ain't know. But I don't know, bro. Yeah. And so I'm trying to be like, hey. 
crying is okay, mm-hmm. right? You can find out. But where is that line at? Because I still have it in my, it's in me to be like, stop crying. This is, this is, this is stupid. I don't want to say that to him, no. No. But at the same time, I don't want you crying about every little thing either. But am I, am I messing with his mental psyche as he grows older? So listen, you're just investments into my son. But it's like, okay, I want you to be, there's still that part of me as like, hey, I want you to be a man. But I also want you to be able to, being a man is showing, expressing your emotions. Well, but, well I think that it's needed, right? It's needed for them to be able to self-regulate. And what I try to do with my son's eye is like, I let him cry. Okay, now let's talk about it. Like, why are you really crying? It's giving him the opportunity to truly be able to articulate his feelings. Where as a kid, if you're not articulating your feelings as a child, you're not going to articulate them as an adult. So if anger, a great example, is a secondary emotion, right? If a, if, I, if a kid gets embarrassed, he gets angry. So really, what's your emotion? You're embarrassed. Well, let's talk about why this embarrassed you. He does it to me. He's like, Daddy, you embarrassed me. Or right? he said it. So he don't, I, it's not, I'm just mad. No, no, no. He's like, I'm embarrassed. So he's learning to truly articulate his feelings to where it's like, you know what? I'm sorry. As your dad, I shouldn't embarrass you. Okay, Daddy. Boom. And then we back the plan, whatever we're doing. Right, right. So is that's a learned behavior though. It's not something that just comes naturally, especially to black young black men and as we get older, black men. Like we don't really articulate our feelings. We just mad. That's how we can go pay up a gun. That's why we can just put up these hands. But what are we really? Yo, I'm disappointed. I'm hurt. I'm embarrassed. I don't I feel less than. I don't feel like a man. Right? It's all these other like real hardcore emotions that we really not talking about. So you're right, but that that sounds that's all great when we're talking about the kids. But there's a lot of grown men, grown men, that's going through that. But we don't, you know, this conversation never starts until somebody passes away, and you know, rest in peace. So you got the shirt on. So how do you how do you break that stigma to be like, hey, folks, let's let's talk about this. We got to be good humans, good friends. Like we got to meet, we create spaces to where like, yo. It's okay for me to talk to you. Right. Right. Not just like, I need something from you. Think about, think about how many relationships that you have, that I have, that's only transactional relationships. Right. Because like, I know, yo, you can give me some grant money. I know you are a pillar of the community. So our relationship is, is just transactional. It's not yesterday. I'm just going to hug Corey to hug him. Right. I was just hugging you to hug Like it wasn't, I need something from you. It was like, yo, I'll see you tomorrow. Well, we cool. Like, it's nothing. It wasn't transactional. A lot of, especially in our space, right? You get to a point in life and, you know, trying to further your careers or whatever, everything just becomes transaction. So there's no relationship. So there's no space to truly be vulnerable. You know what I'm saying? Let's just go eat some wings, grab a beer. It just, yo, my lady getting on my nerves. My lady getting on my nerves too. Man, listen, well, how you deal with it? I just walk out the house. What thought you can't just walk out the house? Like, it's a whole conversation. I think that's missing, the accountability. Without a doubt. Because not everybody has that. You know, you know what I'm saying? Like, I know very few people that if I say, hey, my my wife is getting on my very laugh, you know, and they'll ask what's going on. And I'll be like, man, this is what she did. It is my fault. And I'm expecting you to be like, what did you do? You? <laughs> yeah, I even looked like, hold up. What did you do? Because wait, don't let me have the, don't give me half the cut, like half of the conversation with. Well, you right, you know. Really, I was guilty. We all guilty of that. I was guilty. Like yo, I just I'm I'm a vet. 
but I'm not going to look at what I said before the conversation. Right. I'm just going to tell you what happened. Nah, man. But that's even within that is being vulnerable to saying like, yo, I'm not, I'm not really a good husband. I'm not really a good father. Like, I, you know, yeah, I, I might buy him a couple things. Where I, am I paying, like, am I really giving him individualized attention? Like, am I really like, yo, am I harping on the house not being clean? But yet I didn't, I didn't say, hey, babe, don't even trip. I'm, I'm going to get somebody to come in here clean. You right. know what I'm saying? Or do X, Y, Z. Nope. We just looking at what's the issue. Right. And then just venting to the homies about it. And they don't even have a wife. No. <laughs> no. So we got, they're going to give you advice on what they know. They're not going to give you advice from, like, from a successful marriage. Right? It's no different than what I tell my sister. Don't talk to other women about men. Talk to a man about a man. Like, I'm going to give you from a man's perspective about your male. Like, your, whoever you might be with. <laughs> and she, like, she got that early on. Right? She's like, yo, my girlfriend is going, they've been hurt. So they're going to give me a hurt perspective. And she's like, I may need to hear that too. But I also need to hear how, like, I'm going to make progress with, with my boyfriend. So what, like, what am I doing right, wrong? But even that takes what? Being accountable. Being accountable. Don't nobody want to be accountable. Accountable. And I've had to get better at that because I'll hit you with the, wow, that's crazy. Real quick. If I keep hearing it, if I keep hearing you talking about the same. Wow, that's crazy. That's word. Word. That's my go-to. And that's my fourth word. That's crazy. Well, let me hit you right back. Don't get that kick. This stuff. Like, you don't really want to hear what I got. So, you know, real. And I feel like that's important, especially for black men. Because as I was doing some research, we talking about mental health, not having a real mental health background, sort of seeing how black men and suicide rates are increasing. Cream. It's, it's crazy. So that accountability piece is why I even brought it up is like, how can I go from being like, wow, that's, that's crazy. Because I've heard you say the same issues over and over, and over again. But be a better person, be a better man, a better friend to you and be like, okay, you, I don't want to hurt your feelings, but I'm going to have to hurt your feelings so I can improve your mental health in some way so you can improve your life and your situation so we can stop having this conversation over. Well, think about the negative stigma surrounding around therapists, therapy, word, right? So that itself is like a negative thing. Now we live in Iowa, so it's a, it's a lack of therapist that may look like us, right? So like, I don't know if I want to go to somebody that doesn't look like myself, right? So that's a whole nother barrier. And then it's like, well, can I afford it? Can I, like, what's the cost? Do I have the insurance? Yeah. There's so many barriers, right? And back in the day, our therapist was like the black church. Yep. And now we don't really, we don't really have that as much, especially, you know what I'm saying? As black men are, so what's our therapy? Drinking. Oaking, women, yeah, kicking it in the homies that like now, now I'm an unhealthy therapist and that's not helping us actually is intensifying the issues that we have in yeah. the right? So now we're perpetuating the cycle and that's going to go down right, right, right back boom to our kids and to our yeah. wife and to our households. And we just don't, and that's crazy. We go right back to the same conversation, right? <laughs> yeah. Over and over. Yeah. Yeah. When was the first time that you told another man you love, another black man? My best friend. So I have a best friend that's in Atlanta. We've been best friend now for over 20 years. And I, I never forget when I moved here almost now, 15 years ago, it's like, I love you, brother. He's like, I love you too. So now 
whenever we hang up the phone, FaceTime, whatever, it's always like, I love you, brother. I love you too. Like, it's not even a, it don't feel weird. It don't, right. Oh, it's like, I love you. I love you too. And that goes sometimes, I mean, when you go through things, right? Where it's like, uh, he lost a daughter um, and I was living here. Boom, I flew back. I beat him to his house. He was in Florida, right? Where, and when, when I, when I got diagnosed with cancer, he was in Iowa within 24 hours. Like when you go through things, uh, you really be like, I love you. <laughs> they may not be your blood relative. They may, you know, like your boy, he's no longer my boy. Like he's my brother. Right. And it's like, it don't feel, it's like, it's genuine. It's authentic. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. And so maybe at first it was like, yeah. I love, you know, I love you. Right. Then it's like, now I tell people I love them all the time. Right. What's so hard about it though for my dad? Never, my dad never told me he loved me. Right. So like now my, my biological dad, I only met three times. My, my, my stepfather, yo, great provider, great human, but he didn't tell me he loved me till I was grown. So when you don't have that model, right? Right. I tell my kid I love him three times, four times a day. For real. So he going, he thinks it's normal to him. Like, I love you, daddy. Or when he get out of the car, I don't know if you follow me. Like, I do. I'm like, who loves you? He'd be like, daddy. <laughs> right? That, so he got out of the car, I'm like, who loves you, yeah. daddy? Right? So it's a thing where she got great. Yeah, she yeah, yeah, the young boy, fighting. <laughs> Shout out to Zazai. But it's like, he, he he's in tune, probably, to be quite honest, he might be too in tune with his emotions. Who? Because he don't like that. What you mean? He's like, everything, sometimes he's too emotional, not in like a negative crying way, but he's like, every, he's like, daddy, it's a homeless man out there. And it's like, he shouldn't be there. And daddy, I know he's cold. Daddy, can we go? And it's like, right. We can, you know what I'm saying? It's a balance. He did. He don't. And he's learning know how to have a balance. Like you can't, he can't feed every homeless person. He can't give away all his Pokemon cards, right? And King is a, he's learning at his age. He's still learning how to balance those things, right? Right. So it's not a negative thing by any means of being too, in, but it's almost like he's learning how to self-regulate. And that's the greatest thing too. Like kids, like sometimes we, as parents, we want to do everything for them. Yeah. We want to tell them like, stop crying. Not because we don't want them to cry, but like we want them, you know, we're trying to help them become young men. And right. No, no, no. They have to learn how to self-regulate as kids. So they know how to self-regulate as what? Adults. As, 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 as you will see a lot of men that's not self-regulated. That's all it is. It's like, yo, either you're regulated or you're not. So you'll see, like, I know when I'm not regulated. Like, my, like my, I'm, I'm snapping. Like, my attitude is not where it needs to be. Um, I just want to solve issues instead of talking through them. And it's like, yo, what's really going on? Man, Right. I really ain't talked about how I felt about xyz or i really haven't been able to express my emotions right it, it all comes full circle all the time yeah man thinking about expressing it expressing emotion this is something i just it's so funny every every black man that i speak to and kind of tell me something similar uh they didn't have so my mom my dad somebody didn't tell me they love me or didn't show it in a kind of way and that it just kind of goes into adulthood. How do you recognize? In a way, the way I see it is as a it's like a curse. It's a curse on you as a as a man, mm -hmm. and you have to break that curse. But if you don't, how do you start to understand that 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 is what's going on? I always say my my hardest breakup was with basketball. Oh, I could watch college basketball. No, listen, because my, my first love was basketball. 
My first therapist was basketball. My first girlfriend was my first love was basketball. So when I stopped playing basketball, all of those things went away. All of it, my golfing mechanism gone. My therapy gone. Those two hours I got to just not think about problems and issues gone. Right? Practice hours gone. Like, and it's like, well, who am I now? Right. So when you look at, think about how much sports play, as especially for young black men, how much it it, it plays is everything. Boom. So then what happens when you take it away? Lost. Lost. So I mean, truth be told, I struggle with my 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 son playing basketball. Like, do I want? I don't. Yo, play chess. We're going to play. So I like, I I didn't care. It was he told me this summer, Daddy, I want to start playing basketball. So I was like, okay, let's play. Prior to that, I didn't put a basketball in his hand. Where if he play, he play. If he doesn't, he doesn't. I want him to, yo, I just cared about him being a good human. I didn't right. I wasn't about him going to the NBA. Like, listen, we do that way too much as black men too. We we're put we're pushing our dreams and what we wanted onto our children. And it's like, why? You know what I'm saying? Like, yo, our kids are brilliant. Our kids are brilliant. Our kids are beautiful. Our kids, like, why are we at, we feel like only to give them some type of affirmation has to be in sports. Right. And I work in the schools and they grades is garbage. Yeah. So you ain't never come to the school to check on your child, like mental health, but you come to every basketball game. You come to every football game. And listen, I'm not mad about the parents that do come to I get it. Well, yo, your child is so much more than, yo, than those couple hours. Right. Hey, like, make them feel that way too. Cause then they feel like, like I felt, I felt like, yo, once I stopped playing sports, ain't nobody really rock with me no more. Right? It's like, even my people was like, well, why'd you stop playing? Cause I was like, I just wanted to go to school. Where I didn't need to, like, I had an academic scholarship, too. And I fought, like, I struggled with that. Like, yo, am I just a basketball player? Like, I literally struggled with that. But I didn't talk to nobody about that. I just hooped. I just did what everybody wanted me to do. My dad played basketball. You know what I'm saying? Like, he was All-American. I mean, it was just like, oh, so he going to do it, too. Right. I don't, like, expect it. It's what you're supposed to do. Boom. That's how you get out. That's how you get out. That's how you get to college. Well, I was like, no, I really did have an academic scholarship. Like, oh, like, and then I'm like, who am I? Now that I'm not playing, I didn't even know who I was. Right. Didn't. Who are you now? Like, you like, I, I know you, but if you were, if someone were to ask you, if you didn't know who you were, who, who is, who's Lou, what would you say? Yo, I'm just, I'm a, I'm a black man trying to navigate this life and be the best human I can be. I want to be a, I want to be a great father. I want to be a great friend. I want to be a great husband. Sometimes I fall short, but that don't mean that I'm not great like i'm not still trying i'm gonna make mistakes and i'm not i'm just not trying to make mistakes that's going to like cost me something now you know what i'm saying especially having felt like i have a second chance at life in general yo my job is just to leave this earth better than than when i came right that's it and understand that yo my life is not mine i'm just a vessel i'm just here to help people i'm just here to navigate help people navigate whether it's my son whether it's you know, people that, you know, I work with, you know, with DMPS, whatever it may be. Right. But it's not about me ever. Right. You know, I would be, I would be should, shouldn't nobody come to you with no problem. <laughs> no, I'd be, it'd be a cold day before I come to you and say, hey, look, my life is so bad. Let me tell you about it. No. And it's so, well, and it happens. Yeah, but, but even when it do happen, honestly, I understand though. Right. Like I understand, like I, I do understand. Well, you have a different perspective. I do. And not, so, not, I don't have a perspective like, that ain't really no problem. Like, you ain't pushing cancer. I never think like that. I promise you. You know what I'm saying? I look, I truly look at it like, all right, so what are we going to do? Like, okay, let's vent for a second. Now what? All right. 
like, and that's why I think it's missing. When we're talking, all this is great talking about mental health mm-hmm. uh, and being emotionally vulnerable. But now, but what? But now, what's the action? Plan? Well, thank you. I think you know, I have. I do have great ideas on Facebook. Sometimes that never comes to fruition. I remember one day I was like, "Yo, let's get together for like cigars and dominoes." I had all these brothers was like, "Yo, I'm in. I'm in. I'm in." And then like sometimes I'm a great visionary, but my follow through is not like I got fifty other irons in the in the pot. And what I realized is like, "Yo, a lot of men honestly just want to get together." Right. That's what. I, yeah. Everyone want to think like, "Yo, let's kick it." That's why I think, "Yo." Even when I, I remember I used to go to men's ministry at Elam, that used to be packed. Right. Right? They had a free breakfast. Brothers just talking about, you know what I'm saying? So I remember one brother was like, I don't even believe in God. I just like the fellowship. <laughs> Fact. Like everybody was looking at me over there. I understood though. Like, no, yeah. you just wanted to be a part of something. Yeah. Like this, he's like, yo, when, when at all, I get beat up all the Think about it. Though. We get beat up all the every day. The job beats you up. Your wife may beat you up. Right. The kids are thanking you at ATM. Right. Society beats you up. When do we ever just get together? You know what I'm saying? It's just, right. just me. Just chill and be vulnerable. That's not about a basketball, like not watching the game, per se. Right. Like we just playing dominoes. You know what I'm saying? You smoke cigars, you smoke one. Not, not, but we just chilling. Yo, I got, yo, my kids, they on ATN too. Yo, for real? I, and I, I remember feeling that. My kid was as an ATN. I was like, yo, we about to do community service Saturdays. It's me. We went to Walmart. We packed lunches. I made him pack lunches, a sandwich, fruit, a snack. He wrote on a bag, have a good day with a smiley face. We packed them all up and we went all over the city and handed them out to like homeless people. Yo, to this day, my, my kid starts to tear up. All he thinks about like how many people he helped that day. How many, like this, like, it was like three or four people cry. Like, thank you so much. And like start crying. And they was outside the homeless shelter, you know, cause they're tired. And you only stay there for so many, so many weeks. Right. And they was just outside with tanks and yo, he remembers that. And then do you think he, does he think every like money grows and freeze now? Nope. No. Because he was able to see, right? Right. And that's as many. So we can we could have did that as a group of men with our children. Cause we all feel like we ATM. Boo. Right? Word. And like, yo, let's get back. Right. But it's it's a lot of work. It's a it's a lot of work. Mm-hmm. And you feel like there's an insecurity there too for a lot of men because the yeah, there's a lot of men I'm, you know, that are blessed to ha- be able to provide. There's some men right now that need them sandwiches. That's the main too. Facts. You know what I'm saying? And, and and then it's like, yo, how about the fellas that don't need them? How they gonna look at me? Right. You know what I'm saying? Because that's the thing too. And I'm not from the Midwest, right? One of the things that caught me off guard moving here was I can meet someone and the first thing they ask me, so what do you do? I'm from your ass. You ask somebody where they live. Like, that's too ain't true. So I mind my business. Yeah, you like no. So, so East Coasters get a bad rap. Like they just hard, right? Or hard, and then it's like, yeah, but it's that's that's a progression of life, right? Here's like, so what do you know? It's like timing conversation, and I'm like, I just wasn't used to that. What that does though to me is it build barriers. What side of town do you live on? What do you do for a living? Right. These are all things I was gonna ask you. What's that you play? Yo, that fight. Now I put you in a box. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Oh, I went to Rosemont. I went to North. Boom. Barrier. Like, we're just creating barriers, right? And then it's like, but yet you want me to be vulnerable. Yet you want me to talk about exit. You know what I'm saying? So basically what you're telling me is you double my salary. You live in Ankeny and your kids is moving. And I'm like, I need a sandwich. You know what I'm saying? I haven't seen my son. I'm in a custody battle. You know what I'm saying? And I just got a domestic. We ain't got nothing in common. But actually we do. 
right? Actually, just being black and being male and being an Iowa is one thing. One of two or three things. Yeah. We both got problems. My problems might look a little different, but they, I got problems too, right? So it just create barriers. And it's like, yo, as black, yo, we have enough barriers. We need to be breaking down barriers. Let's just all meet in the park and just not even, we ain't got to talk about what we do, where we come from, nothing. Let's just talk about life. Let's just talk about, you know, see what's bothering us today. Or let's talk about our blessings for today. Before we even get to what's bothering us, like, who are we grateful for? I'm grateful for a group of brothers. I'm grateful that, y'all, a year ago, I was in a fetal position at the Mayo Clinic, and I have an opportunity to talk to somebody like you. And I literally thought I was going to heaven. Facts. Right? I'm going to talk about, like, so they ain't got nothing to do with my job, my social economic status. Right. Nothing. And everything to do with, yo, because you could have got shot last year. Yeah. Or your people could have been in the same in a hospital. Or your mama was at Mayo. Oh, now we got something. We got hurt in common. Right. We ain't talking about money. We ain't talking about status. We not. We talking about like, yo, we we got problems. Walk me through that. I've always, I've always. First of all, I've been praying for you through all this, and you know, I've been supporting Lou because that. Walk me through mentally. I know you're a positive person, Mm -hmm. and. We had we've had a little a little conversation about how you went through that, but walk me through that midlife and what was going through your mind as you're going through this new journey, this new level mm-hmm. that not a whole lot of people that I know can say they they've gone through this level. Yeah, what was that like? But I will say I wasn't prepared for the mental aspect of it. I was preparing myself for the physical. I knew I had to go through chemo. I knew I was going to lose my hair. I knew I was going to lose weight. So I tried to eat. Like, I probably put on 10 pounds before I went to Mayo, right? I knew all of these things, but I didn't know the mental aspect of feeling like, yo, okay, I'm not going to see family or friends for five months. I'm not going to see my son for months at a time or spend time with him. Uh, I wasn't prepared for chemo brain, not being able to articulate or taking me triple time to to write an email that would take me 10 minutes. Now it takes me an hour, right? And how that makes you feel inadequate. That, you know, it makes you feel like, yo, you're not, as sharply as you once were, or would this come back, right? I couldn't even talk about this two months ago without crying. Like, I literally would be like, I would just get into a space, like, I'm about, like, it just boom, it hits me, because I remember how I felt, right? When I couldn't walk, when I couldn't eat, I couldn't smell. And if it if it wasn't for my faith, if it wasn't for my wife, and if it wasn't for um, truly feeling like I had purpose, I, I don't know if I would be it. You know what I'm saying? Like, I knew I knew I couldn't allow my son to not um, have a father, right? And it was like, nah, like, he deserved to have a father. He didn't come on this earth to navigate this alone. So at that point, you get a different type of strength. You get a different type of uh, focus. And, and you just say, hey, end of the day, it's in God's hands. And, and it does strengthen your faith. And you be like, and it, it makes you understand that things you think matter don't matter. Money don't matter. Titles don't matter. Um, what you drive don't matter. None of that matters. In the grand scheme of things, relationships matter, right? How you treat people matter. You know, your kids, they matter, right? Your wife matters. All the things like you don't actually get a repeat of. Like, yo, you can get a new watch 10 times over. You can get a new car 10 times over. You can get a new house 10 times over. Right. Bank account will go up. Bank account will go down. Bank account will go up. Over. 
yo, you don't get certain things over and over. Right. You know what I'm saying? And that it really puts in focus. I felt like I'm like the old person is to say what they want. That's how I feel now. Like I don't I don't hold back. I didn't hold back before. I really don't hold back. And not in a way where it's aggressive or it's um, you know, I'm not condescending or any of that, but I'm just gonna say how I feel in a way and I try to articulate it to where people don't take it personal. But it's like I understand it's not about me. So if you mad, yo, be mad at the universe. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, don't be mad at me. I'm just, I'm just a vessel. I'm just telling you how you know what I'm saying. Yeah. Be that this, but then the day I'm, it's coming from a place of love. I'm not trying to help hurt nobody ever. Right. You know what I'm saying. But I'm not gonna hold back. Whereas before, I'm like, uh, I don't want them to think this or I over. Like it was a lot of overthinking, and it was like, why? You're just trying to help people. How they receive it, you know, that's something they have to work on too. But your job is to give them the information. And I, I, I was bad about that. I, I didn't want to hear what you had to say, even though you were another man and you went through the same thing. Why? Because of my own inadequacies, because of my own shortcomings, because of how I feel, right? Less than. So it really wasn't even about you, ever. It was all about me and the work I wasn't doing on myself. Right. No, that's real. Man, Lou, I, I appreciate you just you know, sitting down with me and just having this conversation. It really, it made, it filled me up. I got one more question for you. You know, um, Dr. Jock says something yesterday at this MLK celebration. Uh, he called you the old head, right? So as as the old head, if you, if you had a young man coming to you looking for some advice who's just struggling, he's out here just struggling trying to find who he is, mm-hmm. What would what would a word of encouragement or a word for him be to help uplift him and to give him that confidence to, to keep going? Because it's it's real out here sometimes. What's funny is I just got chills, right? Because you don't ever think you will become the young OG. Like, I, I, everybody was my OG. Like, oh, hey, they was my old head. Now i become the, like the old head, right? I mentored down in 10th grade. He used, to th- he used to think he could shoot better than me. And, he, and then he became a better shooter than me, right? <laughs> then it was like, oh, gee, what school, right? He went to UPenn. Where am I from? I'm from Philly. From Philly, yeah. Boom, right? And then, yo, oh, gee. I, no, actually, I called him like, yo, how for you to get up out of the NPS? What you mean? And you, I, don't worry about all of that. You need to call this person. Woo, woo, woo. Now he, right. young, yeah. you got to build bridges. Like, is the, you know what I'm saying? At the end of the day, what I tell like my youngins, because everybody my youngin, I'm gonna keep it real. I don't care if they're in elementary school. Listen, I, it's hard. It's hard to remember names, man. You dealing with young people, me like everybody my youngin. Fact, right. And what I try to tell all my youngins, and when I'm trying to build those bridges, is that listen, you are gonna make mistakes, man, and it's okay to make mistakes. Like so often we try to navigate this world like trying to be perfect, and we're not even trying to be perfect for ourselves. That's the crazy part. We trying to be perfect for somebody else. We try to be perfect for our friend group or our parents or our thing but us. And it's like, no, no, no. It's okay to make mistakes. Don't just don't let the mistakes cost you. Cost you your freedom. Cost you your integrity. Like, yo, I make plenty of mistakes. Plenty like listen. <laughs> plenty. My thing is yo, I, I try to do as much good though as the things like and even some of the mistakes I made and still was in love. It's cause I have no guidance. Nobody taught me, right? Nobody taught me how to deal with them emotions. So I thought it was easier. To go, you know what I mean? Do ex- like we talked about before. So there wasn't mistakes of like, yo, I'm just a, a 
a menace to society. It was a mistake of like, yo, I really need to be able to reach out to Corey. You know what I'm saying? I really need to be able to like, yo, keep it. Y'all randomly text people all the time. Hey, dog, I'm just thinking about you. You good? Would you need something? Like, that? it's not, sometimes that's not even about the person I'm reaching out to. It's about me. Right. It's helping myself to make, stay focused on like what's really important. Keeping yourself accountable to no. make sure you keep doing the things that you need. And maintaining those relationships. That's the one thing you can't give back. You know what I'm saying? If I do you dirty or if I do something that's detrimental to your family, yo, I can't, it's, it might be, I might not ever be able to restore that. I can get a new car. I right. can't even watch. Yo, relationships is, is hard. You know what I'm saying? Hey, I need to reach out to somebody. I need somebody, right? I'm, they on a, they were on a road to suicide and they reached out to Corey. They reached out to Lewis. They reached out to something, Larry, whatever. Like, mm, okay, purpose. And making sure, like, I, I teach my young age, your life is about purpose. It's finding your purpose. And I understand your purpose is never about you. It's never about you. My city, my health, this, that, and another. Yo, you, you, your kid's straight. Your wife is straight. I see, I'll be on Facebook. You good. If you never did another health conference, if you never did another XYZ, yo, it's about other people. Right. It is about other men. It's about other families. It's about other children. Like, how, like you're impacting generations. Come on, man. It don't get no better than that. And that's why you blessed, O'Cor. Like, that's life. You know what I'm saying? It's not ever about us. And then you will see, I mean, unfortunately, people, some people make things about them. That's why it's not sustainable. Right. And that's why I respect you so much. I remember even we had a conversation and you were telling me about how even going, not feeling good and going through everything you was going through, you were still serving. Oh, yeah. You were still serving. And you had to. And, and no one, if you didn't, no one would say anything. Well, no, I already know when they knew I even had cancer. So I didn't, I mean, I took oral chemo at first. So I never like lost my hair. I mean, unless I told you, you wouldn't know. But I was all, I was, I was chronic, chronically tired. Um, a lot of things like, I'm just like, so what? Like at the end of the day, like, man, listen, and it wasn't like toughing up or it was like, no, you, life is still going. Right. So I can feel sorry for myself. Or I can just take the day off on Friday. Actually, and Monday, probably, because a lot of times it would be like four days for me to recover. Right. I would go hard, 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 boom, just crash. And that's okay. Then I would just use my vacation time, regroup, right? And then just go back to those. Because guess what? At the end of the day, what I realized, and this may sound harsh, is people don't care about excuses. They care about results. Ugh. It's a fact. Yeah. Right? And I just try to use that mantra even for myself. Like, at the end of the day, don't nobody really, they give you some grace. But we are a self-centered society, man. We want what we want. We want things to be affected how we want it, which is okay. I get it, right? We all we all got bills to pay, and you just got to keep going and understand that, yo, your higher power in the universe is going to take care of you, period. No, that's real. That's Man, I appreciate you so much. I appreciate you. I appreciate the platform and, and, and putting, like, yo, this should be national. This shit, this is, I tell people all the time, man, the morning got hidden gems, but it's, we selfishly just keep it here. Yo, everything, everybody needs to have these kind of, yo, I got friends, I got fraternity brothers all over the country, California, Philly, Atlanta, right? DC, yo, we all talk about the, the conversations don't change. Right. It's all, yo, it's all, how, how do I navigate this relationship with my ladies? Always wanted, right? How, how do I become a better father, right? Or I feel like I'm not doing the best job I can to, it's always something to deal with, you know, they profession, purpose. Three, the conversation, they all different regions. It might be, it might be 30 degrees here and 80 there, but it's the same conversation. Yeah, it don't matter what area. It don't matter where you at. So this, yo, th these conversations, 
and talking about health equity and talking about mental health, come on, man, that's, you're onto something. And it's not just onto something because you're, you're passionate about it. You're onto something that, because it's a need in every city, in every state, in every household, right? I don't care. Yeah, your passion may be with men, but every young man, yeah. every young woman, like it need to be something where yo, you have a, get you a cohort or get a woman that actually knew the same thing you're doing. And again, this is the thing. Women going to have the same conversation. They got the same thing. Same, right? Yeah. But that's what I realized too. Like, yo, you want to talk, talk to a woman about a woman. They'll tell you exactly how they feel. Like way, way more than us. Way more. They tell you exactly. That's why we don't want to hear what they got to say. Yeah, well, it's easy for them to tell you exactly how they feel about you. You know, you'll so find out. You gonna find out one way or another. Yeah. So, nah, man. At the end of the day, what you the, the platform and the things you're you're providing for 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 men for for women, um, for our students. Yo, man, please, whatever you need for me, I'm always gonna be here for you. Because, listen, if it wasn't for somebody building a bridge, right, or talking about it health, you know, mental health with me, I wouldn't, be, we wouldn't be having this conversation. Right. And I wouldn't be able to have that conversation with my son. That's really what it's about. Yeah, man. And I'm, just, I'm, I'm super, I'm excited for people to listen to this because it's just going to keep, it's going to lower. Oh, uh, you got to keep pushing. Yo, the race is not getting to the swift nor the strong though, but it went at door to the end. So like we, when you feel the opposition or people ain't, you know, gravitating or like, I want people to really be, yo, just keep pushing, keep pushing. And it's, it's going to watch because of the need. Whenever there's a need of anything, yo, it, it, it takes form and traction. Maybe not right away, maybe not tomorrow, but I promise you, because we all got the same, we all feeling the same thing. Right. We all feeling the same thing. Got the same problem the whole night. So, nah, man, just whatever I need, whatever I can do just to force you, I'm always going to do that. Perfect, perfect. Well, gives your eight. Angie. Oh, always. Much love, brother. Love, love you. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Yes, sir.